welcome to the Uplevel Your Relationships podcast. I'm your hostess, Allison Anderson, MD. This is the place where women in medicine come to learn how to create relationships as extraordinary as their careers. If you're looking to uplevel all of your relationships, including the one with yourself, I've got you. Using evidence-based mindset tools, my training as a life coach, and my own experience as a woman physician, I'll guide you through everything you need to know in order to create relationships beyond your wildest dreams. I'm so excited that you're here. Now let's get on with the show. Hello, my gorgeous friends. Welcome to another episode of the Uplevel Your Relationships podcast. Thank you so much, as always, for being here. And please excuse the quality of the audio on this week's episode. I love to work in my coaching business based on sparks of inspiration that I get. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that my career in medicine doesn't really work that way. I can't just like do whatever I want because of a spark of inspiration. I have to do the things that are required in the moment for whatever's happening with the patient, etc. So I love to create everything I do in my coaching business, basically based on what I'm excited about or what I'm thinking about at the moment. I don't have some crazy structured business plan. I don't have like a programmed thing of posts. I just basically brainstorm ideas here and there. And when something inspires me, I just go with it. So that applies to this podcast. That applies to all the master classes I offer. That applies to my social media posts. I just go with the flow. And I love to create and talk to you guys about things that are on my mind. So I am in my mobile office and I just got a little spark of inspiration about something I wanted to talk to you guys about today. And I figured, hey, why not just record it now, even if the audio quality isn't amazing. So if it really bothers you, I'm sorry. And if it does really bother you to have less than great audio quality, please do let me know and I can like try not to, you know, be so off the cuff (laughs) with these things. But hopefully it's not too bad and the message is important. So what I wanted to talk to you about today is how to shift from results oriented to experience oriented. So what do I mean by that? Well, most of the time, the things that we want in our life are things that are basically results. We have goals. We have something that we want to accomplish. We have financial goals. We have exercise goals, health goals. We have things that we want to experience like a trip or something that we want to plan. It's all very finite end result type stuff. And that's amazing, right? And that's why we accomplish things and that's why we're high achievers because we can sort of get laser focused on what it is that we want to create in terms of the end result. And there's a lot of teaching on this about like you don't need to worry about how you're going to achieve something. You don't need to know every single step. But when you pick the end goal that you want, that's good enough. And then once you know with, you know, a crystal clear vision what your end result is that you're desiring in any area of your life, then your brain will get to work on how to achieve that. And you'll sort of learn through trial and error and you'll 
go down a path that maybe you didn't anticipate, but you'll get to the end result eventually because you set that goal. And that's amazing. And I'm all for that in a lot of ways. And I have also noticed for myself and a lot of the other high achieving women that I coach, our problem is not with goal setting. Like we don't need somebody to tell us how to get laser focused on something like that shit is our wheelhouse. That's what we know how to do the best. We know how to set goals and take massive action towards achieving them. So that's not really what most of the women that I work with have a problem with. They don't need like an accountability partner or a coach to help them figure out what they want to do. They're so overly focused on their goals and end results that they really have no problem taking action towards that. So what I've been thinking about a lot is how so many of us need to shift our focus from goal-oriented to experience-oriented. We often get so focused on the goal that we want to accomplish and check off of our list that we miss the magic of the experience. And we neglect the opportunity to even celebrate accomplishing the goal because we're immediately on to the next one. And for those of us who are overachievers, we sometimes even lose sight of why we are setting this goal in the first place because we tend to be people that can take a lot of action and can juggle a lot of things. And so because of that, we tend to select goals that we think we should do or that somebody else is saying we should do, or goals that are like popular or that we feel obligated to achieve. And because we can achieve so much, we go after them and we do them, but we don't really even stop to think about whether we even truly want to achieve that goal or whether we're achieving for the sake of achieving. So I want to give you a couple of examples of how you can shift from results-oriented to experience-oriented. And you can kind of play around with this and see if it's helpful for you in the process of deciding which goals you really want to go after and which ones you maybe don't want to. Okay, so let's start by looking at an exercise-related goal, because at this time of the year, this is a really common thing that people are thinking about and setting. So if you set the goal, for example, that you want to go to the gym three times a week, Maybe you have the ultimate outcome that you want to create is being stronger or more fit. And that's amazing. The thing that I want you to think about, though, with that goal or any goal is, do you actually enjoy the experience of going to the gym or do you not? Now, this is where some discernment comes in. There are a lot of times that our very tricky brains will try to convince us that staying comfortable and safe is the way to be because of our primitive hardwiring. We're really designed to expend as little energy as possible. So, of course, your brain will give you like the siren call of just stay on the couch. You can go to the gym tomorrow. And that's where you have to be really discerning. Are you just having sort of primitive default thinking that's trying to get you to stay comfortable, but you really do ultimately want to go to the gym and want to create the ultimate outcome of more strength? Or do you just actually really dislike going to the gym? 
And the distinction is important because if you are just saying that in the moment you don't really feel like going, but you are actually compelled by that ultimate outcome, then the goal of going to the gym three times a week might be one that you want to keep and one that actually suits you. But if you find that every time that you go to the gym, you hate the experience, you don't like it, it's not energizing, it drains your energy, you don't necessarily feel amazing afterwards, you aren't necessarily super jazzed that you did it, you might want to pause and really evaluate whether the goal of going to the gym three times a week is one that serves you. Now, you can still want the ultimate outcome of being stronger or more fit, But when you're focused just on the goal of checking off your calendar that you've done three workouts at the gym this week, and you're not actually focusing on the experience of it and enjoying the experience, then it's going to make it really hard to use that goal in order to achieve the ultimate outcome of increased strength and fitness that you want. So if you go to the gym every, you know, the three days a week, and it basically sucks every time and you hate it you can ask yourself, number one, is there a way that you can enjoy the process? Is there a way that you can enjoy the actual experience of going to the gym three days a week? The answer is yes, there's always a way, right? Because we can always shift our thoughts about anything to have a different experience of the circumstance. But sometimes that requires a ton of work that you actually don't really want to do. So if you are putting go to the gym three times a week on your to-do list, and you are checking that box just for the sake of checking the box on that result, but you're not actually focused on whether or not you enjoy the experience of it, you might want to reconsider, okay, if you still have the ultimate result that you want to create of increased fitness, is there a different way that you could create that without going to the gym three days a week? It's important to sort of discern here because, again, your brain might try to trick you into saying that you don't really want to go to the gym, but you actually do. But there's also this scenario where you're just trying to overachieve and check boxes by saying that you'll go three days a week, but you don't actually want to. Like, ultimately, you would rather not achieve the fitness outcome or you would rather find a different way to do it, but you haven't allowed yourself to even consider that because you're so focused on the goal and not the experience. So if you can't pretty easily figure out how to make going to the gym three days a week an amazing experience for you, then I say life is too short to be wasting all that time doing something you hate, and you're probably much better off either dropping that goal altogether or shifting it to something else that you actually do find enjoyable that might still give you the ultimate outcome that you desire of being more strong or more fit. Here's another example. I've seen this a lot because I don't know if you guys have heard, I think it's called 75 hard is like this trendy thing to do. And it involves a certain amount of like workouts and sticking to a nutrition plan and a certain amount of water. And one of the things that it requires is that you read a certain number of pages per day. And I think the point of this is basically, um, you know, learning discipline and how to be self-motivated and that kind of thing. I'm not an expert on 75 hard and I'm definitely not bashing it, but I've felt really um, curious about this thing of, you know, having this goal of reading 10 pages a day or maybe it's 10 minutes. I can't remember exactly what it is. 
But I see a lot of people kind of setting these goals, like they're going to check this off their list, that they've read their 10 pages for the day. And again, if you're a person that needs to figure out how to be motivated and needs to figure out how to commit to something and you're not super um, laser focused or dedicated naturally, then this could be an amazing tool to help you create that motivation and give you some accountability of the checklist and checking off that you've read your pages. But if you're like so many of my clients, you have no problem checking off checklists and achieving goals whenever you set them. So then I would like to offer that maybe this goal of reading 10 pages each day just for the sake of reading it is not always in your best interest. Much more helpful for a lot of us is to focus on why we're reading those 10 pages and enjoying the actual experience of it versus just the checklist and even the ultimate outcome. Because I'm imagining that part of the ultimate outcome of saying that you're going to read 10 pages a day is strengthening your commitment to yourself, doing what you're saying that you're going to do, which is great. And maybe the goal of reading being part of this program is to like increase your knowledge about something or expand your mind in some way. And that's amazing. But if you are not focused on whether that's even an enjoyable experience for you or not, you're kind of missing the point. Again, I don't think we need to waste so much time going through the motions and rinsing and repeating and like efforting towards things that we don't really care that much about. So if you want to read, then amazing, read and do it because you actually enjoy the experience and you take pleasure in that experience. If you have a reading goal that's only due to your desire to check boxes, you might want to reconsider whether that goal even serves you. Okay, and then let me give you a relationship example. So some people might have a goal of going on one date per week with their partner. And I even like this idea. Like, I love the idea of purposely scheduling time on your calendar to be with your partner and connect and all of those things. But what I see a lot of high-achieving women do is they take that goal of one date per week with their partner and they make it into, like, a requirement and a checklist and a task to cross off their list and, you know, something that they do just for the sake of being able to say that they accomplished that. And for sure, when we're talking about dates with our partners, that idea of checking this off your list really makes you miss the point. The point of purposely having a date on your calendar with your partner every week is so that you are putting intention into the way that you spend your time. You are showing your partner and yourself that that time together is important to you, that you value it, that you prioritize it, but you're not doing it just to get the gold star of every single week is checked off for the date. When you're so focused on the goal, you miss the experience. The whole purpose is to experience that connection and closeness and time with your partner. And when you're viewing it like just another thing to say that you've done, that's not really getting you closer to that connection. It's probably taking you away from it because when your sole focus or when your primary focus is the goal and not the experience, you end up being a lot less present. 
So I would love to hear from you guys. What types of goals have you been setting and why? Are you in hyperachiever mode where you just want to have 100 things on your to-do list and you want to have the satisfaction of crossing them off? Or are you doing these things because you ultimately really love the experience of them? And if you're not loving the experience of any of the goals that you've set, ask yourself why and have discernment about whether it's just your primitive brain trying to convince you otherwise, but you actually do want to do the thing, or is there something that you know intuitively that this goal is just not a match for your energy and for what you want? And in that case, can you find a different way to maybe create the ultimate outcome that you want by picking a different goal? Or can you just drop it all together? Because there really are no rules here. Like we get to make all of this up as we go. And when we get so wrapped up in the goal-oriented focus of achieving and doing and checking off lists, we miss our life. We miss out on so much joy and pleasure and the experience that we could be having. And I don't know about you, but that is not the way that I want to spend my one precious human life. As much as I love to have the sense of accomplishment of doing the things I say I'll do, I also want to shift my focus much more onto what do I love to do and doing things just for the sake of enjoyment. The other little piece of this is when you have a goal that you want to do because you really want the ultimate outcome that doing that goal will create, but you're having a hard time staying committed to the daily actions that you need to do, when you shift your focus from checking off a list to actually enjoying the experience, it becomes a lot easier. I found this with myself not too long ago, actually, where I sort of had the goal that I wanted to go on a walk in my neighborhood most days of the week. And why did I want to do that? Well, ultimately, because I know that when I do, I feel better. I feel more connected to my neighborhood. It's nice to have fresh air and sunshine. And that ultimately, it's a really healthy thing for me. But when I got into hyperachiever mode of let me cross this off of my task list every single day, I sort of missed the point. I would do my walks just to be able to say to myself, because nobody else cares, but <laughs> to be able to say that I had done it. But I wasn't actually feeling like it a lot of the time. And when I really looked at it, it wasn't because my primitive brain was just trying to convince me to chill and lie on the couch. It was because I was so focused on it being a checklist and a goal to achieve that I wasn't taking the time to actually enjoy the experience. And so then when I shifted to the sensory and present experience of going on the walk, noticing my surroundings, enjoying the sunshine on my face, enjoying the breeze, looking at the beautiful surroundings, feeling my body move, having fresh air. When I started to really focus on the experience, then it's like I almost don't even need to cultivate any motivation or commitment to do it. I just want to do it because I enjoy the experience. And I find that to be a lot more compelling to me than the checklists. So try this out with yourself. See where you might be doing things that you don't want to do and figure out why, and figure out how can you spend more time in the experience of things that you truly enjoy versus having so much focus on the goals themselves. And as always, you know I love to hear from you. 
So send me a message on social or send me an email. Let me know how this went for you. Tell me your thoughts. And I can't wait to talk to you in next week's episode. Take care. Hey, and before I let you go, I just want to remind you that my virtual pajama party is coming up on February 1st at 4 p.m. Pacific. And if you have not registered, you better send me a DM or an email right now so that I can send you the link and get you included in this party because it's going to be a really good time. I'm going to be teaching a little class about why it's so important to adorn your body with things that make you feel amazing and why that's not superficial, but it's actually essential to your well-being and your relationships and everything else in your life. And then I'll also be sharing with you some super fun inspiration for different really cute pajamas that you can purchase or be inspired by to replace your old ratty ones. And then we'll do a little bit of shopping virtually, window shopping. You don't have to buy anything, but you can go and search for pajamas that you are inspired by and bring them back to share with the class. So it's going to be a really, really good time. It's February 1st. Hit me up right now to get registered, and I can't wait to see you there.